Hello. Hi. Hi. (laughs) I'm really excited because we are on Super Women Can podcast and you were here with Samantha Lubanzu. I'm really excited because we have a very, very, very special guest and her name is Elizabeth. I can't wait to her to do her formal introduction. But before I do, let me just remind you that Super Women Can podcast is being created. It has been created for women of colour to accelerate in their careers, spinning lots of plates all the time. We're being told so many negative narratives that we cannot get past this glass ceiling. In fact, it's a concrete ceiling for us. And we are here to say, yes, you can. And in fact, super women can, and you are one of them. Now, this amazing superwoman who's joined us today is not only a superwoman, she's also an ally and she's incredible. What she has done has completely shifted the narrative and I'm excited for her to introduce herself. So Elizabeth, introduce yourself, please. Hi, thank you so much for having me today. It's such a pleasure to chat with you and be on the Super Women Can podcast. Um, yeah, so my name is Elizabeth Willits and I run a job board um, recruitment site and community called Investing in Women, which helps people find flexible and um, part-time or work-from-home jobs with forward-thinking employers. Um, and we also have a brilliant community around that and host weekly Facebook, LinkedIn lives with experts um, on various topics, all aimed at empowering predominantly women in the workplace. But obviously anybody can join, anybody can watch um, to achieve, you know, their full potential at work and live their best lives. Wow. Amazing. And did you hear that? There was a few key things in there that really kind of stuck out to me. And first of all is women of colour, as we know, we've been told so many different narratives, but the actual truth is, is that we do have a lot more to carry. We may be, you know, care, extra caring responsibilities. We may be the ones, as women, we have that much more anyway, but there is a little bit of a difference. Now, what's really amazing about your, what you've done, what you've created, is this piece about flexibility. Tell me a bit more about your business and yep. investing in women because it is fabulous. Oh, brilliant. Thank you. Well, I my background's recruitment. So I joined the recruitment industry in 2007 and I've worked my way up. So I started working at Hayes, um, obviously a huge recruitment agency, recruited accountants into banks before moving um, into HR recruitment and then moved in-house to one of the big four and recruited um, their consultants. And I was made redundant, um, like so many people um, during the height of the pandemic in 2020. And at that point, I'd got two little girls and it was the end of my second maternity leave. And I just couldn't get a part time job every time a recruiter, you know, called me or I applied for a role and I asked, will they consider part time? They said no straight away or ghosted me. And I could just see what happened. I wanted part time. I'm not even going to, you know, it wasn't. At, I mean, obviously, childcare was a big issue as it as it still is but I actually really wanted to be part-time you know I'd really struggled to have my first little girl and she I had IVF to have her and I had no desire at that point when there was so little to work full-time and miss out on what I thought were going to be a lot you know key milestones in that period of time before they started school um and I could just see what happened to a lot of my friends where they'd had to exchange something that you know was well paid they trained really hard for a career that they loved something a lot lower paid a lot lower skilled in exchange for that flex and you know I saw it then I still think now I think that is the lack of flexible and part-time opportunities 
on offer is still a huge contributory factor to the gender pay gap because you know there isn't enough women that are staying in work in those senior positions and then moving forward into those leadership positions I absolutely agree and I think not even just flexibility but fle- the, to have a company who's flexible in their mind and saying that the a woman's got extra responsibilities she is going to finish at five o'clock even you know some of them want you to have this discretionary extra hours and it's not possible for us and I agree I, I'm when I was my second one as well um, I remember thinking I, I could just take a, a lesser job. And I'm thankful because I did go for jobs that I knew I was well overqualified for. And they were just like, why are you even here? Like, this is me telling you, I, I would definitely take give you this job. It's not to say you don't want to have the job, but we know like that you are an excellent candidate and well above the station. You, We know that. Like, and I was just like, you're right. <laughs> like, seriously. And I just wanted it to be where people did not expect so much more of me because I'm now a mother does that make sense yeah it absolutely makes sense it's difficult is and I mean I look back then on my recruitment career and I realized I hadn't ever recruited anyone part-time and I'd recruited at that point hundreds and hundreds of people and we used to get when I was back in agency getting people calling predominantly women because you know as we know women still you know like you said at the beginning still have you know still take on the bulk of caring wanting part-time and we would just turn them away because at that point wow. you know we wouldn't even attempt to help them wow so it's, it's a huge then you yeah. became came into that situation the irony of it isn't it yes. that you came into the situation and you're like wait a minute but instead of you just going okay this is my story you went to go about making a massive change like yeah you, and you've if I thought that you've been doing this for so long because you're an ace at it and just to think that you've only had it for a couple of years and it's just, yeah, so, just like skyrocketed of course it would well, <laughs> do you know what it's helped I, I know you do coaching and I've had a business coach and that you know if anyone's considering coaching I think that is a really helpful thing to have especially if you're starting your own business and you're unsure um, and you know you, you don't have a manager at that point so it's so nice to be able to just say oh shall I do this shall I do that and have it felt like you have someone then holding your hand which definitely helped because yeah I started and I was I had massive imposter syndrome the same imposter syndrome isn't I had it? imposter syndrome also actually a bit of naivety because you think oh I think until you start it I don't know if you found that's with your own business. You kind of think, oh, it's going to be easy. So I did this. It was also from a selfish perspective I found in investing with me because I thought, well, I can't find a part-time job. Everything I'm finding, you know, is minimum wage. Admin, well, I might as well just work for myself and I earn a bit more. That's that's not the case because you have all these expenses, don't you, as a business? And then I thought, oh, I can work the ad, do work around the kids. And then you end up, I end up, I've ended up working more hours than I ever would have done. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But it was sort of started from a selfish perspective as well. Okay, well, I'll start something that I can work around my family. <laughs> I definitely agree. The imposter syndrome when you're starting your own business oh, does, yeah. does creep in. So anyone who's listening, who's thinking about it, I, I, I'm not just saying this. Having a coach, having a business coach was what set it off for me as well. Yeah. One is that I had so much things niggling on the inside that I was just afraid to to voice out. And having someone just uncover the subconscious inside of me going, what is this really about? What is it that you really want to do? And then be able to just go, there it is. And just go, Mm. right, I'm going for it. I'm going for gold. And I'm going to actually say my my stories are kind of a little bit different to yours. Like you said, it wasn't easy. And I, I definitely agree with the hours, but it was the opposite. And this might help someone who's setting up their business just like you did. 
because I've been told as a black woman yeah. that the, narr- the stereotype that it's going to be so hard, that you're going to have to work twice as hard to get half as far. You have this narrative in your head. And for me, that narrative was very true from my work experience in corporate. Yeah. We had to work, you know, I'm not going to swear on, you know, I'm a lady here. I'm not going to swear, yeah. but I had to work very, very hard to get even half as far as I wanted to be. Well, actually, when I got into business, I came into business to specialize in career, to specialize in business and to specialize in diversity and inclusion at the peak. So actually what actually took place is what people told me wouldn't, which is that suddenly it was going boom. And I had the opposite effect, which is like, no, it's too much. Stop, stop. No, no. And I got afraid of success. The opposite, like literally I stopped, I had to, I I said no to six figure contracts because I was so terrified of being an overnight success how does that even happen yeah. I've had to do a lot of mindset work to say yeah. because of the subconscious why were you frightened then of success <laughs> now you're interviewing me <laughs> I think it's just because well funnily enough it's because I expected to have to work for it you know the money mindset yeah. side of it is that I've been told you have to work really hard and I've got used to working hard you know working really hard for it yeah. actually this time it wasn't about working hard it was actually working did you feel at that point you maybe didn't deserve it then it was sort of yeah I think it it was was like earn my my place like how can you be like a six figures at at three months into your business kind of person you need to show you you've 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 flown the you know all the flag and you've really really done all the hard work to get there why do you have to be like this you need to show this narrative and then it made it kind of really bring out the light that actually as black women we've been told this narrative so much that we believe it and I want to say that so if you look for the right opportunities with the right places like you know investing in women who have really really done incredible work to change that narrative for women and you know women of color who you can go on that platform and find flexible working companies who are forward thinking who really generally are genuine about you working in a way that fits your lifestyle and a lot of them I'm going to go back to you because that was my money mindset and thank God I've done a lot of money mindset work. Yeah, good. I probably need to do more because you know, like this is like very personal now. But, you know, I had a client message me yesterday wanting a quote and I'm like, oh, I've got a real tendency to discount because oh. and that's something like me not feeling worthy. And this is the whole imposter syndrome. Oh, and then, you know, I did it. And now I'm, I'm thinking, oh, should I have discount? What if I miss out on that deal? Because I didn't discount. <laughs> yeah I've had to get I've had to get to that point as well and I think we as women we like a good discount yeah I know I feel like I like getting a bargain like going to shops and seeing something on sale and buying it yeah absolutely and I think that you as a business owner we can what I think we do and I think as women is we need to just create opportunities where there are offers because it makes us feel good and it makes it out there go actually there is so have your price have your you know have your you know high-end price and have your discounted price and that will make you feel empowered that's what I've learned like have offers because we love we're women we love offers we we do like an offer we do like a bargain and and we love to share our offers as well especially when we know they're really good so I've learned to have you know my main price and have offers 
Mm-hmm. It makes you feel. It makes you feel great. It makes you feel good. You know, it makes you feel good that you're giving these discounts out, and that's helped. And having a price list, having a price card, you know, having a price card and saying this is my price. I, you know, if you wait another month, there will be a discount because I do. I run them every three months or whatever it is. And having that, it's okay to have a discount. It is. It's nothing wrong with it. Brilliant. All right. All. Perfect. You're getting coaching from you now. <laughs> <laughs> it makes yeah. us feel good, though. It's, yeah. That's the reason we're we're women, aren't we? We want to feel we want to feel good and we want others to feel good naturally we're nurturers so yeah. I think that's why we automatically go in and try to make that person feel the best mm-hmm. so have you know have offer days have have offer weeks and feel good about it because it helps us you know be the best yeah. versions of ourselves nothing wrong with a discount just do it in the right way yeah. at the right time yeah I've had to get through that as well though definitely um and coaching like I said you know yeah said coaching through that and having specific money set you know money money mindset as a really big part of what you're doing with your coach is really important and one of the yeah tell me so tell me what one thing I like about your um job board is actually that they're not just low-end jobs let's just face it because a lot of the time we're thinking flexible you'd expect to go on this flexible job board and see really low-end jobs you're like oh yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. they're really well paid jobs Lynn. I know I'm real, and you know what and I get some jobs and I'm I'm really yeah. tempted myself because I'm like you know I had one added last week and it was the consultancy and I mean this is very very minimized but it will suit so many people you know five hours a week 50 pounds an hour it's recruiter role so it's obviously minding your background uh, yeah, yeah, of course, but, um, yeah. yeah but I mean things like that are, will really suit some people that you know want something to fit alongside something else whether that's childcare, maybe even another job that you know they want to get out of a lot of people as well I've had people get in touch with me that's starting their own business and that are just you know starting out so they need something that will work alongside while they build up their business obviously carers and that's elderly care and child care um and students as well sometimes get like master students that need something alongside yeah, and you've got legal jobs, law legal jobs. Legal jobs, I've marketing jobs, I've had lo- I've got loads of accounting jobs, HR jobs, sales jobs, I said the recruitment job. Um I think what else has been added recently. Yeah, I mean there's new jobs that are added all the time, like data jobs, compliance, I think I might have said compliance. But yeah, really well paying jobs. Oh, really well paid jobs. Like, like up to three hundred thousand, like FTA. I mean Yeah, yeah. I was looking at one, it was like eighty hundred hundred K. And it's like mm-hmm. this is what we're talking about. You know, especially women who have got, you know, are successful in their careers. They go on to have children as we do. We we're doing it more later in life now. Yeah. Aren't yeah, we? yeah. And then we we've been told now you've got to give up your career after we work so hard. So yeah. your job board gives everyone that platform to say, I don't have to give up my dreams, my desires and where I believe I'm meant to go in life and my hard work. I can actually still have a career. And you've actually sent me consultancy work through there. Oh, and yeah. everyone, you, you literally go, I think this is perfect for you. This is a consultancy opportunity here. And everyone you've sent me, I'm like, this is actually perfect. And I've got those consultancy roles. So I'm yeah. I'm personally grateful. Oh, I'm good. I'm pleased. Okay too. Yeah. So, yeah. So 
I, I literally wait for your little email that you or DM me. You literally, the thing about you is you kind of match. You I'll have to DM you the, the role I've just referred to after this. So. I'm excited. There you go. She's already there. You go, I'm hiring you. And, and I think one thing that you don't do, it's not just a job board. You really connect with those that you, you connect with women and you know, well, actually I've got all these different women that are, that are in on my um, platform and what do they do? And you get to know them. Yes. And it's not really, point that. you know, you don't really need to do that but you do and then you connect them together with the role that suits and I think that's quite powerful because you've got how many followers you've got big following now but you still go out of your way to make connections and that I think that's powerful you're a powerful you you know force you know a powerhouse and it's very unusual I mean who goes to read job board let's face it sorry read but I've never connected with anyone on read ever no 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 yeah ever yeah I just do because I think it's I just I was getting so many messages from candidates and I knew like what they were feeling because it's how I felt and you know how you probably felt and how all my friends have felt and they want they you know they don't want to feel like they're having to leave their kids all day every day in nursery and and you know I can I really can feel that in their messages and I want to help them and I want to say no you don't have to do that there are some jobs and I, you know there isn't always enough jobs as we know there needs to be more jobs that offer flexibility and more companies that consider it and it's obviously quite worrying what's happening at the moment with a lot of companies that seem to be backtracking on flexibility oh, yeah. Um, yeah. hopefully they don't advertising with me so we can we can talk about that um but yeah so like you know when BlackRock for example last week said and we want everybody back in the office four days a week, then what happens? I get loads of messages from people working at BlackRock. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, there you go. So it yeah. just goes to show that if a companies do not make the stance to actually become more, you know, flexible, it's diversity inclusion that is at its heart, isn't it? Then yeah. the chances are that you're going to lose people. And we know that it's, it's, it's proven time and time again. Yeah, Who you're going to lose is the ones that you're working on the most to accelerate in your businesses. And it's women. Yeah, I know. And black I'm, women. I'm not, yeah. So, yeah, so you're already losing talent already just by, you know, creating a forced workforce. People have got so used to working from home and having that that flexibility yeah. and I must say I came from a HR background in the bank in the finance um, and I always always had the opportunity to work from home when I wanted to go in the office when I wanted to it was always like that when the pandemic happened I was pregnant anyway but when people were like oh my days we've got this opportunity I've always had it so I knew that it was a, a, such a beneficial thing to have the choice Mm-hmm. To have the choice and I felt like I worked better at home I there was no distractions there was no little coffee yeah. there there was no extra toilet breaks where you people are just oh can I just grab you for a second oh, can, I just take <laughs> a, can I just can I just get your uh, your sounding board for a moment you focused so you yeah. end up being so much more productive at home they're losing they're, they're losing out big time people into the office there is an element of collaboration and I and I agree with that you know getting people in once a month or, or you know thereabouts is is fine for the collaboration piece but it doesn't need to be every single day no, no way does it need to be every day to to um be a successful organization mm-hmm. so wow I know you mentioned something before and it's something that I resonate with and I think we can t- we should talk about it and you said that you had IVF yeah so yeah, yeah. skip over that so tell me your tell me your backstory. What 
what has driven you in in life and especially talk about you know your IVF journey yeah IVF yeah so, I mean mom, so. we are IVF moms IVF yeah. mom yeah and you know what they uh, even now I don't know if you still was it your daughter or I can't remember which was Amelia yeah it was like, yeah and even now do you just look at her and think oh my god it's like incredible and now my daughter she's five now I don't know how old yours is but she's starting to ask questions so she knows now that there was a doctor and I've told her the doctor's name and um, yeah because it's like oh, it's a bit different isn't it how you you broach that and she's like so what was the doctor called but anyway um yeah so I wanted kids I've always wanted kids um you know and it's something obviously you think is going to happen and you know when as you're doing you do sex education at school don't you and it's all about how not to get pregnant and <laughs> and then you think oh my god you're just gonna have sex once without protection and then you'll be pregnant and yeah <laughs> so I remember the first time we started trying and then I came on here and I was really shocked <laughs> I, you felt, I was like what? what's going on what's happening well, this wasn't meant to happen I thought it was really easy and then we ended up trying for four and a half years um before we had my daughter and before we fell pregnant with my daughter and it's yeah it's do you know it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do those four and a half years and they were horrible and we had a miscarriage during that time we were about two years in and had the miscarriage and yeah and like even now that changed me and actually I look back and I didn't like who I was as a person during that point because I became really bitter um I was very jealous. I'd see someone walking down the street that was pregnant and it felt like someone had punched me in the gut. And I became very withdrawn. And yeah, so I know I feel so lucky that I had my children because I feel, I always say to them, even though I gave you life, you gave me my life back. Oh, that's so <laughs> I just think I wouldn't have been the same person. And I, you know, so for anyone that's going Long through it, it's it's to- it's so hard it's, it's uncertainty time. isn't it yeah it's a it's a long time so for me it was 10 it was a decade so a long long time and I think mine was a little bit different um because I I had so I have a, a bit of an ability I have a sixth sense yeah One of the sixth senses, I, I'm, I'm a woman of faith so I'm a Christian and I yeah. believe I can hear I can hear messages sometimes yeah. I have a message for myself which was that I wasn't going to have children until all my friends had children. Like literally all my friends, you'll see all your friends. I got this message. You're going to see all your friends having children before you even get pregnant. And I was quite young. I met my husband when I was 19, very young. And we wanted kids, you know, quite early. We got married and we wanted kids. And I was like, none of my friends are even trying yet. So if if I'm, if I, I'm like, come on, hope enough children yeah. come on when you're gonna have them so I was the kind of the opposite because I had this message that I felt like other people were gonna have and be I just wanted them to be happy I wanted them to have children hurry up about it because I knew that the message was have children once that I see them having I will have mine later and that's exactly what happened all my friends had kids did you never have any doubts or any point yeah I did have doubts of course even as a woman of faith I did have doubts but I still trusted the process I trusted that it will it's gonna happen at the right time I just didn't know no it was gonna be 10 years and what people don't talk about I guess is the fact that it's not just four years four years might feel like well it's four years but for a woman 
it's we have every single month we have you know a very small window every month yeah small window then goes down to days then it goes down to a couple of hours then it's only one day and then we have the cycle of waiting for two weeks yeah and and not drinking things you know even like I got to the point where being hopeful for your hopes to be dashed and that to I counted it it worked out as over 100 100 failures 100 times hearing the answer no and that no is you know rejection rejection of not conceiving over 100 times 100 times is the amount of times I did not have a period you know I mean I did have a period yeah because we have to feel it every single time it's a lot one of the things is I had three miscarriages during that time so I understand that having the hope and going oh my days it's here yeah and you plan it's out of you like being ripped out of you it's the hardest thing that I've ever had to enjoy in my life mm. one thing that I did though is and if anyone's listening and maybe I don't know what you did but there is ways to cope one of the things I did is I did not put my life on hold yeah traveled the world we bought our houses as if we we're going to have a big family. We bought a massive, <laughs> big four-bedroom house. We was only me and my husband. We bought a big car. And anyone asks us why we're buying these things, we're like, we're believing we're going to have children that's going to fill this house. I mean, my living room is huge. And people go, wow, this is a massive living room. And I was like, yeah, when my kids come, it'll feel like it's tiny, which it does now because I've got six kids who <laughs> track it downstairs. And I'm like... <laughs> yeah. yeah, so... I had different ways of coping so I can understand what did you do to cope through through what is quite a difficult time for a woman you know yeah I mean it was difficult because I probably don't think I cope very well and I think that a lot of my decisions you know I made one I do we did go on holiday but a lot of it in the back of my mind was I don't know if you felt this will I be pregnant then what if I get pregnant yeah what if I get pregnant oh what to do? you know will so that isn't there so I think we booked holidays but maybe more last minute just just in case just yeah. in case so it's maybe not planning so far ahead and then we did the opposite of use because we'd bought a big family house um just as we got married and then found and then I actually left recruitment for a little bit because it wasn't very family friendly I could see at that point I mean it's still an agency not very family friendly but um and set up my own business thinking oh I'll be able to have a family it was it was not doing recruitment it was doing I don't know if any colors done why people tell you what colors to wear oh I love that do you do that that's amazing yeah I have had my colors done yeah did that and I thought I'll be able to do this all around family blah 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 and then it didn't come and then found it very hard because I'd have people come to see me and I had a little studio at home did it from home and they'd be saying oh do you have kids and do you want kids and so then yeah. I went back so then we sort of then decided to live our life like we wouldn't have kids so then we moved back to London into a little house oh, <laughs> I went no. back to the office and then it still took a couple of years but actually living like we didn't have kids and then eventually it did happen but and then it's difficult. Back again. yeah it is very difficult I think one of the things I did do was definitely the holidays even though we had them I did used to think let's let's plan it a little bit more close to the time just in case I never do it like a year because I felt like yeah. that was not operating in favor I had to cancel it or I'd lose my money so yeah. I did used to do it but I, I thought to myself 
I, I, I did take some some big risks. One of them, I lived in France without wow, yeah. husband. So I was like, well, this is not going to happen, is it? Um, I lived in London without my husband so that I could advance my career. Then I knew that that was going to be a gap because I was only going down, well, I was going down every week to see him. But then it's, a, you know, it's only yeah. so. So, it, you know, there was little risks that I take because I wanted to not just be a mother, but I wanted to be, I have a career. Yeah. Put anything on hold. So yes, it was still extremely. It, it, I've never felt any pain like it. But I got into a habit of really wanting to have the best for others and see the best in others. Yeah, I think and- you coped with it better than me because you sounded like because my cousin she's about to go through IVF and actually I admire her because she comes and she's really nice with my kids. She's nice with my brother's kids, and I think you're you're coping with it a lot better because I would have found that too painful. Yeah, some people feel it's really painful. Yeah. But for me, I just kept seeing, like, one, the first that was, like, get everyone pregnant, hurry up so I can get my yeah, pregnancy yeah, yeah. out of the way. But then it was just, it became really natural. Like, I just wanted to see no one go through what I've gone through. Like, yeah. it was so painful. I wouldn't want my worst enemy, another woman, another fellow woman, yeah. to go through what I have experienced. It's the hardest thing that I've experienced in my entire life regardless of me having a positive outlook, it was very difficult. So I wouldn't want anyone to go through that. So I go to baby showers and I'd lavish, I'd be very lavish. I'd be the lavish one mm-hmm. and give the best gifts. Um, And I tell you not, I, I kid you not, when I got pregnant, I'm going to start crying now. Oh. When I got pregnant, finally, after a yeah. decade, I have never seen so many gifts in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Like my living room is huge. I got three baby showers because people just wanted to give me baby showers yeah I had to I had to say no to some people like you're gonna have to attend one of the other three I've got like seriously I'm like no what a special one um and my living room was like a mountain of stuff it was so big it was so it was so many things that people just wanted to to just to gift us and I didn't ask for it I didn't expect it but because and I had so many visitors I had thousands of pounds in gifts. I've never seen anything like it. And people just saying you were there for me, like, oh, I'm going to cry. Um, And I did it not for that. I didn't, I generally didn't. I just didn't want people to go through what I went through. And I just was so blessed afterwards, not knowing that that was going to be the outcome. Like I, my, all my other kids, I never needed anything else because I had so much. I've got six kids and I'm still using the stuff from when my first daughter was born. I never needed to have any other baby showers. I didn't have any baby showers for any of my other kids after that um, because I didn't need any because I had I have everything, mm. literally. Yeah. You know what? That's just shown how powerful the female community is, though. Yeah. And I also think just about the gift of giving, whatever that is, whether it's a nice word, whether it's a nice, if it's a gift, and we know we talk about the you know gratitude and that pay it forward and that I just feel like it has a way of it working its way back where I don't know how or when it's going to come back but just having that that kindness and even when you feel like you know sad for you but happy for them that's what I used to say I'm sad for me but I'm so happy for you mm-hmm. you know but I think yeah you've gone on a journey it's 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 hard but I'm so glad that you now have two children well both of them IVF no, second one was like surprise, just natural surprise, ah. which is mental. <laughs> Amazing. Well, that's absolutely crazy. crazy. Sorry. How many months? What, what was the, the, the There's time? 19 like? months. So I was pregnant yeah, when my eldest was 10 months old, got pregnant. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's just mental. Like after all that time, you think, God, it was felt like, and it still feels like me to me even now because I was trying to. Obviously, my cousin, she's about to do it, so we were chatting about it the weekend. I was like, even now, I still feel like it is the hardest thing ever to make a baby. Like, and this is me now having had two because I'm like, just don't know how you do it. <laughs> and I think I still feel like I think it would honestly be easier to learn rocket science and how to build a rocket and send a rocket space <laughs> than to make a baby. But then, then the second one, so we, it's so weird, isn't it? How life works. Yeah, and a little, they are little miracles. And I did you say <laughs> that, like for us, so our first one, Eliana was IVF, yeah. and then we had five more naturally, including twins. Man, so it's crazy it's amazing and my midwife who was looking after us she, she said exactly the same thing she had IVF for her first and then it's like your body resets and it just did it by yeah. itself oh this is such a great episode uh, whoever's listening today I'm hoping you've got some really good nuggets especially mm-hmm. if you are I really really just want to share this with any woman who is trying or expecting or one day wants to get married and wants to have their own family and not sure if they've waited long enough or if they're getting on in their age or whatever it is to continue to have hope like if if me and you have not given you that I really want you to have hope that it will happen it will happen at the right time and just yeah. have faith right just have faith it will happen and relax you know people say that relax how do you relax well I went on a lot of holidays and I seem to get pregnant after every holiday that's that was relaxing yeah. <laughs> I know I did it like if all my kids have decided that I shouldn't go on holiday anymore um so but I do know what you mean I know it's annoying when people say that but like, I think when I had my first because I was so tense yes. I was like this the whole time you can't see people like, like my shoulders up and then as soon as I had her and I felt like I'd got my life back and I was able to make friends again I just relaxed because I, I never expected to have a second one. I just wanted to be a mum. And yeah. then I felt like, oh, I've finally got my dream. And then and was that my second one came along. So beautiful. Yeah. So what What is in the future? So as we end this, I want to know what is the future of investing in women? Yeah. And you, what, any kids? Is it going to be? I know. It's, I don't, no, no. I think now two two for me was, yeah, five. I think you've got six now, haven't you? I've got six wow, children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, two's fun. <laughs> So yeah, because my youngest is starting school in September, so I'm quite, so I'm conscious this is quite a good time for me to start really growing the business. Um, even more, maybe some thinking maybe adding a consultancy side to it, about how companies can work flexibly. Um, also, um, obviously want to work with more companies. If you're an organisation listening to this and you can offer flexible or part-time or remote work, then please get in touch. Um, and obviously if you're somebody looking for that type of role, please do get in touch as well <laughs> and if you were to write yourself a, a letter five years from now what would it say just to you personally to me I would say wow you you have done, well done and you know I think like everything like to bring in like tying the IVF and I don't know if you feel this I realize that was such a good note you said about not giving up and then applying that to business I think you learn so much from your personal life and actual personal struggles that you can bring that then into business as well. And it really does build that resilience. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. Where can we follow you? Yeah, thank you. Um, So, yeah, mostly on LinkedIn. So it's Elizabeth Willits on LinkedIn. um, Or you can follow Investing Women on LinkedIn. I've got a Facebook group called Work It Like a Mom. And I'm on Instagram at Investing in Women Careers. 
Amazing. So we're going to follow every single handle that she just said. Because oh, you thank you. Oh, and the website. Just the website. <laughs> yes, and the website. Oh, investingwomen.co.uk. <laughs> investingwomen. Go and take a look right now at the opportunities on there. They're absolutely fabulous you may just find your next opportunity so go and have a look because it's honestly I I am an advocate of this investing in women job board I find my own opportunities on that so go send you the one now (laughs) (laughs) I want to say a big thank you this has been amazing and I know that it's going to touch a lot of points so just before I do go if anyone at all has, has has felt um, triggered, and I, I do hate to use that word, but if anyone's felt triggered at all, who wants to DM me personally, who wants to DM Elizabeth D, I'm sure she won't mind me saying this at all, or who just wants to reach out, I'm going to leave some little, as well as the contact details on here, I'm going to leave some things down below for you just to connect with other women of this, if, if you're going through your own struggles with um, with baby loss or IVF journey I'm going to leave some of the the nuggets and things I reached out to along the way just in case you need it or DM me you know I I always reply it's always me by the way and I always reply and I'd love to have a conversation and and I'm sure Liz wasn't mind as she says she gets yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. her audience as well so have a great time and thank you for joining the podcast thank you thank you thank you for joining